Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, founder of Style Story, resident K-beauty expert, and your go-to for all things Korean skincare. Today's podcast is brought to you by Style Story, your go-to for K-beauty. Don't forget to check out our site if you are looking for a bargain. We have plenty of things on sale at the moment, and we also offer free international shipping over 150 AUD, which is actually a lot less in US dollars at the moment. The Australian dollar has completely tanked. So you're looking at about 105 US dollars at the moment for free international shipping. We also have flat rate shipping available, but basically the good news is if you are shopping in any other currency apart from AUD, you can pick up a bargain on our site at the moment because the Aussie dollar is not doing so well. So go and check that out if you haven't been onto our site recently. You may see that a lot of products are a lot cheaper than they normally are and that has everything to do with the exchange rate. We haven't changed the price of most of the products on our site but the exchange rate is just in free fall at the moment and it's all bad news for the Aussie dollar but pretty good for everyone other than Aussie. So go and check that out if you are shopping for Korean beauty products at the moment uh, and if you are wanting to get more involved in any of our communities, I would love for you to come and find us. We have a Facebook page, stylestory.au. We have our Facebook group, which is K-Beauty Down Under. We also have Instagram. We have TikTok. Go and check us out on any of those platforms if you would like to connect. Uh, I would love to see you there. But for today's episode, which is going to be the last one before we break for a couple of weeks for just a brief summer holiday... I wanted to run through some of the many skincare ingredients that Koreans use instead of retinol. So if you are up to date on the latest in K-beauty, you've probably realized that even though we're getting a few new retinol releases, Bakuchiol releases at the moment, it is not the same Uh, retinol itself is not held in the same high regard. It doesn't have the same hold over the Korean beauty industry that it does in the West. Uh, There are a lot of reasons for this, and we have actually discussed them before on the podcast. So if you're looking for that episode, take a scroll back through the feed and you will find that one. We also have another blog post on the Style Story blog that discusses a little bit about that. But rather than rehash some of those reasons today, what I wanted to take a look at was, well, if not retinol, then what? Obviously, K-Beauty is not lacking in a supply of awesome, really effective ingredients. uh, And the go-to ingredients that they tend to turn to in mature age and for anti-aging benefits are no different. So I thought we will run through them, starting off with some of the ones that you may be a little bit more familiar with because they're also in Western beauty. And then I will go into some of the ones that you might not have heard of before because they are not necessarily only available in K-beauty, but they are particularly beloved by Koreans. But let's just take a quick little recap of some of the factors that are involved in the aging of the skin. So when we are talking about anti-aging skincare products, anti-aging ingredients, 
and why you might want to incorporate some of those into your routine. Obviously, when it comes to our skin and how it ages, some things are completely out of our control. Uh, Genetics plays a part. Environmental stress, uh, hormones, your metabolism, all of these things can play a part in the signs of aging, how they appear on your skin and also how quickly they appear. The other thing is that as we age, our skin becomes thinner, it becomes drier, and it loses its elasticity. Some of the other things that you will notice is that, you know, wrinkles, sagging skin, the structure of the skin itself tends to change, and this is all normal. That's a normal part of aging. So when we're talking about, I guess, any of these ingredients that we can incorporate into our skincare routine, it's not to say that they can reverse the science, uh, reverse aging and turn back the clock and Benjamin button us into, you know, uh, a 10 year younger version of ourselves. It's not what we're talking about, but what we are talking about is ingredients that can help to minimize some of those signs. So plump, young and firm skin is generally a sign of youth. And if we can supplement some of the things that the skin is lacking through our skincare products, our skin and therefore we will look younger. So they're the kinds of things that we're talking about today. And one of the ingredients that Koreans really, really love and that you will see a lot in K-beauty is collagen. Now, collagen occurs naturally in the human body. It is one of these things. A high level of collagen is one of the characteristics of youth, basically. Anyone that has really, really plump, young, firm skin, that juicy skin, that's all collagen. And as we age, our collagen levels obviously begin to deplete. Our skin loses elasticity. It gets thinner and saggier. And I guess the bad news is that after the age of 25, our collagen levels deplete about 1% every year. And, you know, there are a lot of different things on the market that, you know, claim to, I guess, reproduce your skin's own collagen levels. There are drinks and gummies and things like that. Uh, And when it comes to skincare products, you cannot, through topical skincare, replace the collagen that you yourself are naturally losing. But what you can do is hydrate and plump the skin and make it looks look rather a lot less uh, severe than it would if you weren't using any skincare products. So skincare, is, uh, Korean skincare is a massive fan of collagen. There are lots of different types that you will find. Some are vegan and some are not. Marine collagen is usually the vegan option, the, the way to go for vegans. And then if you aren't vegan, uh, then bovine collagen, which is taken from pigs, is another really common one that you will find in K-beauty products. Uh, so this is just a really good way to add hydration into your routine. And particularly for mature skin, which does tend to be on the drier side, I find the products containing collagen can definitely help to moisturize and offer really satisfying levels of hydration. There are pretty much too many K-Beauty products to name that have collagen in it. Uh, Mary and May have a really lovely collagen serum. <clears throat> April B has a lot of great collagen products, including their Propolis Collagen Eye Cream, their Collagen Peptide Moisture Cream. And I would say that product, the Collagen Peptide Moisture Cream, is probably the number one seller 
selling product on our website for mature skin. That is a product that people love, that people rave about, that they obviously recommend to their friends and family because we just see more and more people coming back for it and roping in all their family and friends. Uh, and you know, we've got whole families of people that buy that product. So very, very popular product uh, and just a really, really great way to hydrate. Now, the second ingredient that is just so popular in K-Beauty is vitamin C. And it is a very powerful antioxidant. It is a great ingredient to have in your uh, you know, beauty cabinet if you are looking to get some anti-aging benefits. It's really great for lots of different things, including dark spots, pigmentation, and obviously they become more pronounced as we age. Uh, vitamin C also has the ability to actually repair and renew the skin as well. It can give you that really nice, healthy, glowing complexion. And that's why it is so popular in Korean beauty and of course in Western beauty as well. It can stimulate the synthesis of collagen, which is a really important factor in firmer and tighter skin. The one thing I will say, and we've done a whole episode just on vitamin C and K-beauty. So do scroll back through if you're interested, particularly in hearing more about vitamin C. There are lots of different ways that vitamin C comes to be in your K-beauty products. The I guess the classic form that most people would recognize is in its pure form, which is L-ascorbic acid or ascorbic acid. And then you've got all your vitamin C derivatives as well, which are more stable. Uh, probably there are less... Uh, I guess studies uh, over the long term about that, but they play a lot more nicely in keeping the product on your shelf for longer. The other thing that K-Beauty really loves is using vitamin C from fruits. So there are lots of different fruits on the market. Uh, Yuzu is one that comes to mind, C. buckthorn, uh, Kiname Lees, that have a really natural high content of vitamin C. And there are lots of products that incorporate those on the market as well in K-Beauty. Just some of the many ones I can think of off the top of my head. Apple B has both a vitamin propolis moisture cream, which has vitamin C in it and a serum. Neogen has their real Vita C serum. Uh, Mariam May has one with Kinamalese in it. Some by me has their Yuja niacin one, which is another really, really popular one. Lots and lots of different options. We have an entire section on our website that's just for products that have vitamin C in it. So go and check that out if you're after some inspiration, ideas, or looking for some. Now, another one that is uh, really, really popular is niacinamide. Now, niacinamide and K-Beauty, honestly, a match made in heaven. You will be hard-pressed to find Korean beauty products that don't have niacinamide in it. Like, that's almost the rule rather than the exception. Uh, it is a form of vitamin B3. It has so many benefits for the skin, uh, brightening dull skin, reducing the appearance of fine lines. It can minimize wide pores, calm acne-prone skin, so many benefits. Uh, there are so many K-Beauty products. Like I said, you'll be hard-pressed to find ones that don't. A couple of standouts. Uh, one thing, their niacinamide has a 10% in the formula if you are after a standalone product with a really high concentration. Otherwise, our Jelly Co products, Bubble Tea Steam Cream and Cherry Blossom Sleeping Mask, both have... A functional amount of niacinamide in the formula as well, uh, as well as a whole bunch of other favorites that are really, really good for anti-aging. The next ingredient on my list 
This one is just as popular in Western beauty as it is in K-beauty, and that is peptides. Now, peptides are short chains of amino acids. They are the building blocks of collagen and elastin in our skin. Basically, a tiny little science lesson here for you. There are hundreds of different peptides, but there are two in particular that we really want to look out for in our skincare, and those are tetrapeptides and hexapeptides. They have a different chemical structure and properties and therefore different results. Basically, our tetrapeptides boost elasticity and firmness, while the hexapeptides offer the brightening properties. So both are great, but I think if you want to target a specific issue, then it can be helpful to know the difference between those two. Uh, Again, a lot of K-Beauty products for mature skin and particularly for things like eye cream will have peptides in them just because of how good they are. Uh, AHC Private Real Eye Cream for Face, COSRX's Advanced Snail Peptide Eye Cream uh, actually contain both tetrapeptides and hexapeptides. So lots of different options out there for you for your peptides as well. Very, very popular in K-Beauty. And now I'm going to run through some that are probably lesser known outside Korea maybe, or just not as popular in Western beauty as they are in Korean beauty. And the first big one that I can think of is red ginseng. Now, this is a really good ingredient for preventing skin aging, and that is because it can protect the skin against UVB-induced damage. So UVB is one of the types of rays of the sun, and the easy way to distinguish between your UVAs and your UVBs is that A is for aging, B is for burning. So uh, UVB type damage can cause all sorts of things like wrinkle formation, reduction in elasticity, all not good. So when we're talking about red ginseng, and I think this can be a little bit of a tricky thing for people that maybe are not familiar with Asian culture and particularly uh, oriental medicine, There are lots and lots of different types of ginseng on the market and not all of them are made the same. So the two main types of ginseng used in traditional Korean medicine and K-beauty products will be white ginseng and red ginseng. So white ginseng is basically the ginseng root that is four to six years old. It's been peeled and dried without heating it. And then you have your red ginseng. And this is a six-year-old ginseng root. And the method for preparing it, (laughs) let me get my words out there, the method for preparing it is different because it has been steamed first and then dried. And that's what gives it its red color. There is also a difference in the moisture content between the two types of ginseng as well. So when it comes to red ginseng and white ginseng, they do have some similar benefits, basically anti-inflammatories, antioxidants, anti-atopic activities, but the reason that red ginseng is the gold standard in K-beauty is because it has more potent properties, and that's because of the chemical changes that happen during the steaming process. So red ginseng is the definite preference in K-beauty because it's more effective. It's older, it takes a bit longer to prepare, so it's more expensive as well. So there are why the reason why, so the Korean species of 
of ginseng is called Panax ginseng. That's its Latin name. And a lot of studies have actually been done on this. There are over 200 compounds that have been isolated in this particular species. And three of those are actually unique to red ginseng. So red ginseng is the, the one that you want if you are looking out for it, but it can be very hard to tell if you're a lay person, uh, you know, what does my product actually contain? The other thing is that there is a difference between cultivated ginseng and wild ginseng. So the cheaper the product, the more likely it is that they are using cultivated ginseng and that does not have the same benefit as wild ginseng and it's not medicinal grade either. So even though there are some brands on the market that market themselves as hanbang, if they are not using this high quality of ingredients with the with their red ginseng, then you're not going to get the same benefits from it. So just be aware that there is a difference and one of the key indicators will be price. Now that's not to say that just because the product is super expensive, they definitely are using this, you know, uh, medicinal grade red ginseng but that's a really really good indicator if the price is cheap chances are you're just going to have your run-of-the-mill cultivated ginseng uh, that's in the product really more for marketing purposes rather than for its medicinal purposes so uh, that is I guess one of the things to take into account and one example that I can give you is uh, back in, I believe it was at the end of 2020, uh, a Korean beauty company was actually fined by the Ministry for Food and Drug Safety in Korea over the claims about the, the ginseng in their product. That company was Beauty of Joseon. So according to the Ministry of Food and Drug Safety, they violated Article 13 of the Cosmetics Act and Article 22 of the Cosmetic Enforcement Rules when they were advertising their snail serum. And what the ministry said was that the claims that they were making about the product could have been mistaken as a medicine uh, claim by consumers. And that was in particular in relation to the ginseng part of that product. So that is just one thing to be aware of. I just raised that as you know an issue so that you are aware that there is a difference between different grades of ginseng and it can be a little bit hard to tell. Uh, so ju just watch that, I guess. If you are getting something for really cheap, that's not to say that the product is bad or anything like that just that uh the you know uh i guess properties of the ginseng may not be the same as the ones that have been uh, that are the wild ginseng that have been prepared in a particular manner so just to let you know that there are different grades there are different types uh, that's just you know an fyi i guess uh, so another lesser known ingredient, but no less popular in Korean beauty is adenosine. So this is one that you might, may have seen before, but kind of skipped over because you're like, meh, don't know what that means. I, I, I don't recognize it. This is actually a really, really good ingredient for improving the appearance of fine lines. It can help to stimulate collagen production, can soothe inflammation and damage skin. And that's why 
Korea actually recognizes it. Korea's basically version of the FDA recognizes this as an anti-aging ingredient. So that's not to say that all of the products that contain it will have these benefits, but there are there, there is a functional amount of adenosine recognized by Korea's version of the FDA that will. You will find this in actually many, many Korean beauty products. You'll have to check uh, you know, the, the, the brand's marketing for whether that product in particular is claiming to have these uh, benefits. But just some of the ones that do have it in it are things like Dialba, Piedemont's Peptide No Sebum Balancing Toner, Applebee's Collagen Ample Serum. But if you flip your K-Beauty products over, more often than not, you will see this ingredient adenosine is in there, particularly for ones that are aimed at, you know, targeting things like fine lines and for more mature skin types. Another ingredient that is really becoming more and more popular in K-Beauty is edebinone. And this is a synthesized replica of coenzyme Q10. So it has antioxidant properties. It can reduce the appearance of fine lines as well. Uh, And it's also a good option for sensitive skin. And that's because it is considered safe to use. Again, a lot of products. I'm seeing more and more K-Beauty products come onto the market with adebinone in them. Uh, iUnique's Propolis Vitamin Eye Cream has it. Applebee has an entire ample serum, adebinone ample serum devoted to it. So if you keep your eye out, I think you'll notice this one popping up in more and more products lately as well. Another one similarly that I think is really uh, in the last few years started popping up more and more is glutathione. So this is one of the most potent antioxidants. It is a really, really good product both for our bodies and also our skin. Uh, And I mentioned on the show last week that in some markets and some places around the world, it's actually delivered as an injection into the body. So obviously if we're talking about skincare products, you know, it's different. If you're not injecting it, then the the benefits are not going to be exactly the same, but it does have the ability to brighten the skin. And certainly it has shown promising effects for combating pigmentation as well. Obviously it will depend on the product. It will depend on the formulation, the percentage and whatnot, but more and more Korean beauty products are coming onto the market with glutathione in them. Applebee's line is one of the best selling ones that I can think of. In particular, their brightening tone-up cream. That is a very popular product that is designed to be used in the morning to just give your overall complexion a boost and make it look more radiant. They also have a glutathione ample serum as well, but there are more and more products coming onto the market. And that one I think is really probably more particular to Asian beauty markets. I don't know that I'm seeing as many glutathione-based products in Western beauty, certainly not with the single ingredient focus is what I would say. Another really common one in K-beauty is EGF. And EGF is another one of these compounds that is found naturally in the body. And the proteins in it are responsible for cell regeneration. So this particular ingredient was first developed for the medical field. It was made really popular by a lot of cosmeceutical brands in Korea. uh, And you will find that it is used in a lot of plastic surgery clinics here, in hair transplant clinics, dermatology clinics, in a whole lot of different preparations 
reparations. Uh, basically, you know, um, if men, you know, when their hair falls out at the front, if they go and have plugs put in their hair to regrow the hair again, the sprays that they will recommend to them have EGF in them and so do, do the shampoos and conditioners. You will find it in a lot of K-Beauty products. Obviously, depending on the amount in it, it's they're not going to be able to be responsible for cell regeneration. And that is uh, a medical or rather a drug claim anyway. So for, for, the, for normal skincare products, you're not going to see exactly the same uh, benefits as are in these ones in a, in a much higher dose in a clinical setting. But suffice to say, you can try this ingredient out for yourself in ordinary skincare products. Uh, a lot of them have it. Tosawoon's Propolis Brightening Essence is a popular one that does. Apple B also has their EGF Facial Repair Essence. So a lot of different options for you if you you do want to try that in just a regular skincare product. So these are just some of the many ingredients that I see more popular than retinol being more used than retinol in Korean skincare. Uh, and I think, you know, that's not to say oh, dump your retinol and just use these. But I do think for some people, uh, while some people find retinol to be the holy grail, they swear by it and they love it. For other people, it is just simply too harsh for their skin or it's just not practical to use because of you know the adjustment period and things like that so i think for people that have uh you know really weak or damaged skin sensitized skin just very reactive skin that are looking for more gentle options some of these are really good ones to look into uh just because they do have many of the same benefits uh you know i'm not saying that any one of these is a is a replacement ingredient for retinol that's not the case uh, and nor are they designed to be a replacement for retinol either korean beauty's approach to anti-aging like we spoke about last week is quite different than the approach that you know a lot of people that really love retinol are taking with their skin so i think you know if you are just after some nice gentle alternatives that you can use in your skincare routine that have a lot of benefits to the skin to keep it plump firm hydrated uh, and you know comfortable as well you know, for some people, retinol just irritates their skin to the point where they're actually in pain or it's it's uncomfortable, you know, to be in your skin and you just don't know what to apply and no amount of Vaseline or <laughs> anything like that will help. I think if you're someone like that, then looking for an alternative uh, in K-Beauty is definitely a good way to go. So that is, I hope, of benefit to some people. I hope you have picked up on a couple of new ingredients that maybe you hadn't learned before, maybe a couple of new tips that you didn't know about uh, with products that and ingredients that are you know a little bit more popular here than they might be overseas. If you are just scratching your head, you don't know what product to pick, it's all a little bit too overwhelming, remember you can always reach out to our team. We love nothing more than matching you with your perfect K-Beauty product that is pretty much our jam that is what we love to do so if it's all a bit too overwhelming and confusing or you just like to have a chat through what you're currently using and what you might be able to use in the future just get in touch with us you can email our team you can get in touch on social media and we will be more than happy to walk you through you know what you're currently using what your goals are for your skin uh, and make some tweaks you know rather than throwing out your entire routine you know maybe adding in some k-beauty products here and there 
Uh, whatever you want to do, just get in touch with us and we would be more than happy to help out. So I am going to leave it here for now. I mentioned that I am heading away this weekend. I'm going on my summer holiday for two weeks to attend uh, a wedding in Italy of a very, very dear friend, family member, my host sister who uh, hosted me when I lived in Italy. So I will be soaking up the sun in uh, Italy. I'll probably be sharing a few snaps on my Instagram. If you want to check that out, come and follow me. If you think that sounds awful to watch someone else on their holidays, then definitely don't. But apart from that, stay tuned and subscribed. And as soon as I'm back, I will get back to my regular recording schedule, but I'm giving myself a break. I'm giving myself a few weeks off. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and I will see you when the show returns in two weeks. All right, I'll leave it there. And in the meantime, I will see you on Star Story. 